Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 151 of the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. So today we are going to talk about a touchy subject. I don't know if it's touchy. I do not fully understand a certain term that I am basing this entire podcast on, but I feel like I'm seeing it in my clients. And if I'm seeing it in my clients, and I certainly, I think I saw it in me when I was working to create the results that I wanted with my health, I know other people are having it in their experience also. So I want to talk about it here on the podcast. So the term that I am talking about is called gaslighting. And I feel like there's a lot of discussion on gaslighting in the social justice circles and also in the social sciences circles. I think that's been utilized and talked about in psychiatry and counseling and social services for a very long time, but it definitely um, has now been applied in social justice circles. And I know it can be very triggering, that this term can be very triggering. I didn't fully understand it, but the more I looked into trying to understand it, the more I really was like, I'm seeing this in my clients in a little different of a way. So I want to talk about it today. Before we jump into it, it never made sense to me, like what does gaslighting mean? And it actually is based off of a movie, an old movie, I think it's called Gaslighting. And it's about a husband who is trying to make his wife believe that she is crazy so that he can get her committed to a psychiatric facility. And then he can get all of her family heirlooms and jewels. So he's got this ulterior motive to make her question her sanity is really what's going on. So clearly this behavior in its most extreme form is very manipulative and destructive. And it's an act from one person who's the gaslighter on another. In a very general sense, the definition of gaslighting means that one person is having an experience that they don't like There's something about the experience they don't like. And then having thoughts from others around you. So people around you expressing thoughts that minimize the experience or reconceptualize the experience or sometimes even flatly deny that the experience ever happened in order so that it's not so uncomfortable for them to live with. And we can all see where this happens in the world. We see where this happens in certain relationships. But sometimes it's not that somebody else is the gaslighter. Sometimes we have thoughts in our head that minimize the negative experience that we have. 
Again, I fully understand that this term can be very triggering for people, and I'm not trying to trigger anyone here. And I also understand that this form of manipulation is frequently a part of abusive relationships, and I'm not trying to downplay that experience at all. This dynamic, if you're having that kind of a dynamic in a relationship, it really does need to be addressed. But I really do see this in women who are trying to make health changes, reverse their diabetes, and the thought that's in their head sounds like that choice wasn't that bad or it wasn't the worst choice I could have made or it could have been worse. Initially, all of these sounds come across as very innocent, almost loving or nurturing, like it could have been worse, don't give yourself such a hard time about it. And that's fine, but recognize you've made a choice or there's been a choice made that doesn't align with your truer goals or maybe even that you don't know if it aligns with your truer goals. And we make that mean something about us, either we're failures or never going to figure it out. And then we minimize the experience. It wasn't that bad. It could have been a worse choice so that we don't have to deal with the uncomfortable feelings of it meaning something about us, okay? And when we do that, we're denying that truer goal. We're denying that bigger goal, that truer desire that we have. And it also blocks us from figuring out how to do it differently. Again, this is very different from the gaslighting that we're talking about in social justice circles or in social services for abusive relationships, but it truly is similar. We have an experience that we don't truly want in our life like it doesn't align with our bigger goals and then we minimize it or we, we reconceptualize it so that we're not uncomfortable with what we think about ourselves okay so it's uncomfortable for us to live with these things for two reasons one we have a habit of beating ourselves up when we do it and two we haven't learned to make that different decision when we beat ourselves up I would offer to you to start making a hard no on that as a commitment to yourself and being this best version of yourself, this healthier version of yourself, make a hard no at berating, belittling, or beating yourself up when you do something that doesn't align with that bigger goal. I would also offer that when we have to learn a different decision, when we have to learn to do something in a different way, when we have to learn to navigate the 4th of July picnic in a different way than we've done it all the years before, that is hard work and our brain wants to avoid it. That is what makes it uncomfortable. We either beat ourselves up or it's really hard work. So when we minimize the disappointment about the choices because we want to not have the negative feeling because we make it mean we're screwed up in some way, it feels a little crazy in our head because there's an incongruency with our authentic experience, right? I ate something I wish I hadn't. And of course, we can't fix it when we aren't really looking at it. So it's very, very frustrating. So what this sounds like, if we put this into the thought model, and again, if you're not sure what I mean by the thought model, if this is your first podcast, welcome. I'm glad to have you. But go back and check out the thought model. It is the tool that I use to coach women to help them learn how to live naturally healthy lives, how to reverse their type 2 diabetes. You all know chocolate cake's a problem. The coaching component helps you uncover why you continue to eat chocolate cake even though it's not aligned with your bigger goals and the tool the primary tool that I use to do this is the thought model so the circumstance in these situations say you ate three pieces of pizza 
and you have a thought, or maybe you have a collection of thoughts, but the thought that I should not have done that, I'm never going to be able to fix my sugars that way, and your feeling is disappointment, that's unpleasant, that's the unpleasant part, the unpleasant feeling, your action from that disappointment is to ruminate in thoughts of how you shouldn't have done it, how you wish you would have done it differently, how if you would have been stronger, you could have done it differently, or maybe you feel like, you know, I'm never going to figure it out anyway. I might as well eat more. Or maybe you avoid checking your sugars. Or maybe it causes you to ruminate in rechecking your sugars. Or maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you drink a bunch of water to try to dilute your sugars down. You try to do something to undo what you did. But your end result is that you never learn how to do something different. You never learn how to not eat the pizza. You never learn even what's going to happen with your blood sugars a lot of times because we avoid that experience. So this thought model feels horrible. It feels like we're never going to figure it out and we're down on ourselves. We feel like we have messed it up. And of course, we want to avoid that. We want, as human beings, to avoid feeling crappy about ourselves. So we tell ourselves stories like, it could have been worse. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't the worst choice I've ever made. We think about the three slices of pizza, and that's what we tell ourselves. It could have been worse. It wasn't so bad. It isn't the worst choice I've ever made. And think about how that feels. In the most basic sense, maybe it feels neutral. Like there's just not a lot of feeling that goes along with it. And from not a lot of feeling, you don't do a lot about it. You don't check your sugars. You don't look up how many carbs were in it. Maybe you look the other way. But your result is you never see how the pizza affects your body. Right? You never actually know if it was the worst or if it was not that bad. You never figure it out. And you never figure out why you made the decision because you don't even think there's something wrong with it. You just told yourself repeatedly it wasn't that bad. But a lot of times people feel confused or they feel uncertain about this. And again, they go on about their day. They're worried they did it wrong because they make the confused feeling mean that something is broken in them. They make the uncertain feeling mean that they're never going to figure it out. So they go on about their day. They don't check their sugars. They don't look up the carbohydrates. And, of course, they create evidence that they don't know. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad because we don't really know. We didn't look at it. Okay? It keeps us stuck. So when you tell yourself that it wasn't that bad, you see no need to figure out why you made that decision. You see no need to figure out how to do something different. And even sometimes it's more innocent than that. You'll eat like a Lunchable. It wasn't even pizza. Like, Everybody kind of knows pizza is junk food, right? But sometimes we eat something that we're like, ooh, I mean like a Cliff Bar or a Lunchable or some kind of protein shake or whatever it is. And maybe, you know, the Cliff Bar tastes like chocolate and peanut butter. Or maybe the Lunchable, you know, you really like the Ritz crackers in it or you really like the piece of candy that comes with it. Or maybe the protein shake tastes really sweet. It's almost like a real shake if I squint my eyes, right? And you have a thought, I really want to be able to eat this. Or maybe a thought, everybody else gets to eat this. Or maybe a thought, I don't want to miss out on that. And your feeling is desire. Or maybe you feel entitled. Or maybe you even feel fearful. Again, 
All of these feelings do not feel comfortable to human beings. And from that, you want to avoid that discomfort and you eat the food. And you get everything then what comes with the food, right? Like everything that comes from the crackers and the candy and the Lunchable, everything that comes from the chocolate peanut butter cliff bar, everything that comes with the protein shake. So what that looks like is processed foods. And processed foods, the biology of it means that you are going to create more insulin in your system and that that insulin is then going to drive insulin resistance, which will keep your blood sugars high and keep you diabetic. So you get everything that comes with that food. You also get what also comes with that food, right, is the feeling of meeting the desire, right? Or you feel like, yes, I deserve that. I get to eat that too, Or you don't have to feel fearful that you're missing out on the tasty treat, right? You get both. You get the effects on the blood sugar and your health, and you get to avoid those negative, unpleasant feelings, okay? When you eat it, though, and later on you're telling yourself it wasn't the worst choice I could have made, maybe you feel weak, maybe you feel insecure, maybe you feel confused. But again, those feelings cause us not to look at the carbohydrate count, not to check the numbers, not to check the blood sugars. And your result from that is that you don't ever actually know what happens, right? It wasn't the worst choice in the world. Like when we tell ourselves that, there's no real information there. You're not like, Oh, the worst choice is when I eat a meal with 120 carbs in one sitting. That's the absolute worst choice. The best choice is when I eat a meal with 12 carbs in it. Though That's data. That's information. Telling yourself it wasn't the worst choice you could make, what does that even mean? That's why we feel confused with it, right? That's why we feel uncertain with it because there's not really information. And what you create from that is more uncertainty. You never actually look at the numbers to figure out what it was. So it's interesting that feelings like confused and entitled can actually lead to action that serves your goal when it is not used as a reason to beat ourselves up. When we look at entitled or confused as a reason that we're broken, it typically means we're gonna hide from those emotions. It's not gonna drive an action that's meaningful or moves us towards our goal. But when we feel confused about the carb count in summer sausage, and that leads us to look up the number of carbs in summer sausage, that is the feeling of confused that actually leads you in the direction that you want. When you have entitlement, when you feel entitled, like I am worth living a naturally healthy life, That is a feeling of entitlement that drives actions, that moves you in that direction. So recognize what we make the feelings mean. When I feel disappointed in myself, what do I make it mean about me? That's a key question, and that's what we do in coaching a lot. Because when we make these feelings mean something about us, when we make confused mean that there's something wrong about it with us because we're never going to figure it out, when we make entitled mean that we should be able to have food that makes us sick and it not be a problem, not make us sick, right? That's a thought error. When we make these feelings mean something is wrong with us, that leads to actions that don't serve our truer goals, our true desires. When we make these feelings mean that this is evidence that something is broken in us, it feels crummy. And of course, we want to avoid that. We're human beings. That's what human beings do. So what's the first step? 
Number one, when you make a choice that does not align with your truer goals or you're uncertain if it aligns with your truer goals. Do not gaslight yourself by telling yourself it was okay, that it wasn't that bad or it could have been worse. When you do this, you do not allow your brain to see the reasons that you made the choice that you made. When you don't see that reason that you made the choice, what was actually going on in the moment when you made the choice, because you're telling yourself it wasn't so bad or it was okay, you don't figure out, you don't even see a need to fix it. Please don't do this. Allow yourself to say, I wish I would have made a different choice. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. I just want to learn a different way of doing this. Then it doesn't feel bad. It just makes you be a human. It doesn't mean you're broken. It just, oh, I'm a human that's trying to figure it out. That gives you the opportunity. It opens a door to take the step in the direction that you're wanting to go. So the second thing I want you to do is to not allow it to mean anything about you because that blocks you from that open door. If it just means you need to be very aware when you're around pizza because you really like pizza, then that's what it means. If it just means that you need to look up the carb count of summer sausage, then that's all it means. Those are solutions Figuring out how to be more aware when you're around pizza, that your brain tells you that that's food that's okay, figuring that part out is a solution to how to manage pizza. Figuring out how many carb counts are in summer sausage is a solution to how to manage summer sausage. These are solutions. When you don't allow it to mean anything about you, when you look at it as just the situation, the circumstance, the experience you had, and it doesn't mean you're broken, you can figure out solutions to how to manage those scenarios. But when you tell yourself that there's something wrong, that you're broken, that you're a failure, that you're incapable, you can't figure it out. You are not broken. You are not a failure and you're totally capable of figuring this out but you have to allow yourself permission to look at it to figure it out you can't tell yourself there's nothing wrong with it it wasn't that bad it wasn't the worst choice that doesn't allow you to move forward and figure it out so this is the work that we do this is how coaching impacts your decisions this is how coaching will help you to make better decisions about the foods that you're eating and how to reverse your type 2 diabetes if this resonates with you if you understand that this is where you get hung up and this is where you struggle please reach out to me you can always find me at delane at delanemd.com that's my email send me an email we'll set up a consult i will tell you how my program will work for you to help you reverse your diabetes and then we'll get you signed up and get you started okay if that's something that interests you please send me an email i hope this was helpful and i'll talk to you next week bye-bye thank you for listening if you've enjoyed today's episode please subscribe and share with your friends and family also leave me a review if you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections i can help you visit delanemd.com for more information click on the work with me tab send me a message and we can set up a mini coaching session You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.